Hey friends, it's Rachel, and I'm popping in before today's episode to tell you about something that has been keeping all of my ducks in a row. If you are a freelance creative, wedding planner, photographer, or someone that has to keep up with clients, invoicing, and contracts, I have something for you. Chances are not all of us have a contract or an invoicing system or somewhere to start, but no fear and don't sweat it because I have something for you. It's called HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online system that keeps your inquiries, past and present clients all organized. It offers contract templates, online brochures, an invoicing system that can set up payment plans for your clients, and much, much more. It has totally changed the game for me over at rachelautry.com. But if you're craving something similar, I'd love to make your life easier and offer you a huge discount on becoming a HoneyBook member. I paid full price, but I have a 50% off coupon for you, and it comes with a seven-day free trial. Just a little perk for joining us here at Behind the Bliss. So check out the link in today's show notes for the coupon code and a little trial to see if HoneyBook works well for you. Thanks to HoneyBook, I have efficiency, productivity, and organization to my business. All right, here's today's show. Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This week is so super special because one of my new friends, Becca Patty, is joining me on the show. Becca can sing, y'all. Becca is a worship leader, the truest sense of the term fashionista, and was just the most fun to hang out with. So to bring this conversation to you is a joy. She brings so many truths about worship, what in the world is worship, how we can use it to wage war on things going on in our life, and how we can incorporate it into our everyday to create a heart of gratitude. We even touch on the topic of excellence, which I'm so glad we went there, y'all, because excellence is key. Someone once told me the difference between good and excellent is in the details. So we are excited to bring excellence to the details of our everyday lives and hopefully share a piece of that with you guys too. So really, this fun episode is just kind of for everyone. It's just a, hey, welcome, grab some coffee, sit down with us, chat through some of these ideas that we are excited to navigate and join our conversation about worship, excellence, and hey, it's just not about us. So without further ado, here is my friend, Becca. Hey, Becca. Hey, Rachel. I am so excited to have you on Behind the Bliss. I'm so honored to be here. A lot of different reasons. Um, One is we are recording in person. Yes. Which doesn't happen often. We talk about it. Like on the podcast, I'm like, yeah, we're recording in person. Or you can sometimes tell when they're over the phone. But these are the most fun. Yes. Because I'm like, all we're missing is a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Just friendship (laughs) conversation. Okay, so the cool thing I know about you is that one, you love music. Yes. Two, you love makeup and beauty. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Three, she's got on the cutest outfit. Oh, Everyone thank needs to you. know. No, You're really. so sweet. Tell us who you are, what your favorite things are, just kind of a roundup of who Becca is. Okay. That's a great question. Um, so I would say that I'm a wife. Um, I am passionate about what I get to do. Um if you give me a task, I'm going to go 100%. <laughs> I'm very that. like much a planner. I love having things planned out. So my spontaneous husband really <laughs> enjoys that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I 
I, like you already said, I'm a, a musician. I love to sing. I've been singing since I was a little girl. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a six on the Enneagram, which has been really fun. Where y'all at? Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun to get to learn about that. Um, so, yeah, I would just say that um, I'm really passionate about everything that I put my hands to. So That's a great asset. Because I feel like people, a lot of times they'll do something because they like it, but maybe they're too afraid to do it 100% or to fully commit to it. Sure, yeah. And I feel like your story is almost one of commitment of like, let's just go for it. This is where I feel called. This is what I think is for me. We're just going to go for it until I hear it's not. If there's a task or an opportunity that's been given to me, I'm like, I'm going to go 100% or mm-hmm. zero. I'm kind of like one, like there's nothing in between kind of yeah. person. Well, so. it makes sense because if you're a six, then you kind of can tap into like a three sometimes sure. too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Totally that me. is true. I'm like, if it's not going to be great, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. got to be awesome or non-existent, yeah. nothing in between. Yeah. It's, I'm working on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which is kind of like how you got to Birmingham. Yeah. So... For anyone listening, Becca and I know each other through Church of the Highlands, specifically Highlands College. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a leadership school. So Highlands College um, is associated and it was birthed out of Church of the Highlands here in Birmingham. So Highlands College, is its main mission and goal is to raise up leaders for to go out into the harvest field. So what's different about Highlands College than any other ministry school is the students that are there and that feel called to go to that school, like they're getting hands-on training Mm -hmm. for what they feel their, like their gifting is. So whether it's um, a worship leader, a musician, or they feel the calling on their life to be a pastor one day, um, they'll sit in classes to learn the ins and outs of those things. But they also, the next like day or on Sunday, they get to actually like be in a living laboratory. Yeah. It's very practical. Right. Like systems and processes are just as important as calling and gifting. Yes. It's, yes. I personally have never like heard of anything like it and mm-hmm. what what they're doing at Highlands College or what we're doing is absolutely like incredible. We're actually seeing the fruit. Um, most of the students that come there like get placed at a church or even out in the public sphere of things um, and they're just like boots on the field. I love so it's amazing. It sounds like it. Yeah. And from what I know, just being involved at Church of the Highlands and having friends that are currently in or alumni of Highlands College, it is incredible what you're not only doing for Birmingham, but other cities around yeah, the nation. Yeah. It's such an honor to get to be a part of it. Yeah. So specifically, you are the Chapel Experience Director. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a fun title. Oh, it's so fun. Oh it is gosh. seriously a dream job. Yes. I mean- I am all about experience. Yes. I'm like, you can have the best things to say or like the best lyrics to sing or whatever, but not that it's even about a show, but I'm like, if my heart can't get involved and invested yeah, or I'm distracted yeah, or I'm like not motivated by totally. it, it's really hard for me to hear it how it's supposed to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's literally your job. Yeah, it is. It is so special. So chapel happens twice a week, um, happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And it's just time for all of the students to come together, um, no matter what 
they're studying. Mm -hmm. We call them practicums, but it's a time for them all to come together. And it's a time for our staff and then different speakers that we get to invite. Um, They kind of range from like pastors all the way to like we had a movie producer come last semester, which was really cool, who are believers and they're like just being a bright light in a really our our dark world honestly um so it's a time for everybody to come together and to worship and we have a lot of creative elements too but it's amazing what the holy spirit does during that time um i think a lot of vision and dreams is given to each student during that time because they're pouring so much of themselves out so it's a time for us to be so intentional to pour back into them um as they like i already said like boots on the field they're about to be in full-time ministry so it's a really cool time where we get to just remind them of who they are in christ and just be intentional with every detail of our service um and details are really important to me because i feel like that's what creates comfort and excellence yeah excellence is so important too like not just to it's everything is to glorify God, but like you said, like excellence creates comfort for people. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to create an excellent experience, like people are able to worship freely, release, yeah, totally yeah. without distractions. So um, we we're not perfect by any means, but we. Mm-hmm like every service we go into we actually have a saying at Highlands College for chapel specifically this one best one so every time we go into a service we're like okay Holy Spirit what do you want to teach us in this specific service Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's it's just amazing what God does in each one of those services and what I think makes that so cool and so awesome and something that I think goes further than any chapel service or ministry or whatever that it honestly needs to be a principle of pretty much anything is that I love the excellence creates comfort because to some degree excellence creates a a sense of safety yeah like if I know that you can do a service well or that I know that you can um get up on stage and play guitar well or I know that you can hand out bulletins well whatever it looks like it's like then I know that you can take care of my heart my dreams my desires my challenges my struggles Because you can do small things well, then I can trust you with a little bit more. Yeah. And I've been in situations, whether they're in the church or out of the church, that there's been some like disarray and confusion, some controlled chaos, but it's still chaos. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I'm insecure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that can go further. I think I'm taking it personally into my life of like, if I can create a home that is clean, that there's warm food on the table that there is whatever it looks like, like going above and beyond. Yeah. Then I think people can maybe sit back deeper on my sofa, like have deeper conversations because I do feel safe. Yeah, absolutely. Like excellence. Yeah, totally. Like excellence can be carried out through every area of our life. Like you said, like keeping your house clean or even just the way that you approach like situations with people, like the way that you go about like guiding a conversation, like, handling relationships and yeah, friendships. Yeah. yeah. Everything if I mean God cares about the little things, the little details of our life. Mm-hmm. And if we can have that mentality of like we're by far like not perfect at all like by any means. But if we have that constant like I'm going to put my best foot forward like in every area that we do, like God will tremendously bless it like beyond yeah. anything that we can imagine. 
Have you heard the song Details by Sarah Reeves? No. I need okay. to listen to it. That is going to be your jam on the oh, way home. It is I'm amazing. I'm so excited to listen to it. She's awesome. She is awesome. Sarah Reeves rocks. But this song, I think they have like a slower, like more acoustic version. And then they have like a more pump up music okay. <laughs> version. Um, She, like her whole song is about how he's in the details. Wow. Like I feel like there's this new thing in culture. And maybe it's not new. Maybe I'm just realizing it. But a lot of people are almost judgmental that you care too much or like, hey, don't care what other people think about you or um, you do you, boo. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you do you. But yeah. at the same time, like what you do, what you wear, what you say, how you act, like in detailed version, like it actually does count. And it's creating a representation of who you are. And because we're ambassadors of Christ, it represents yeah. him as well. So yeah. if we're not showing up in details, we, we kind of do have to care about image. We do, we do have to care about our character. We yeah. do have to care about what people think about us. It yeah. Is, it is important. And it's the foundation of relationships. So like, yeah, he shows up in detail. So, sh- so should we. Yeah. You know, if he cares yeah. about how many eyelashes we have, we should probably care about how we're presenting ourselves or what we're doing or what we're wearing or saying. That's so you know? true. I've, I've heard it said one time that there's love in the details. That's good. And I think if we can just live our lives by that statement, like mm-hmm. God will bless it tremendously, like in everything – in everything that we do. So, yeah. I'm behind that. Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you learn a lot of that when you were in college? Because I don't think people know, but I know this about you. <laughs> you went to Liberty University yes. in Virginia. Yeah. You're on their worship team. Yes. That's sort of how you and Daniel met. Yes. Well, it is how you and Daniel, your husband, mm-hmm. met. Um, do you feel like you learned that well there? Like, what is something that you feel like you walked away from that experience that you've kind of brought into the rest of your life? Yeah. Um, that experience at Liberty was absolutely incredible. We, um, both like you already said, we met on the worship team there Yeah, and it was kind of one of those once in a lifetime experiences where we got to be a part of something so much bigger than ourselves. And, Mm. um, I think, I learned so much there um, about discipline, really, and how we had services on, well, three times a week, and we also kind of toured around to different churches um, to lead worship as well, and so trying to balance that and school and our Daniel and I's relationship too like Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing that I took away at Liberty that has really like given me a good foundation for where I am now and what I'm getting to do today is how important discipline is and daily disciplines um I think at Liberty that's where I really learned like to prioritize my time with the Lord and not just I every like whenever you can dig into his word and into prayer like it's so so valuable and important like Mm -hmm. we have to do that to live our lives but something that I learned at Liberty is to prioritize that time if you can in the mornings because the first of the day is so important and if we're able to spend time with the Holy Spirit and in his word in the mornings like that's going to guide every decision that we make for the rest of our day and so that's something that I think I really learned talking about details Mm -hmm. like I was really disciplined or started being disciplined um, in Virginia there at Liberty to like really prioritize that time. And I think that's like what really just like was the sustaining thing that I held on to while I was there. I've heard it put this way too, that 
if you are going into a game or a match or a meet, like in sports, you always meet with your coach before. Yeah. You don't just like not talk to him, play the game, yeah, and then meet up right. afterwards. Like you, before you start your game every day, you've got to be like, all right, coach, what's up? Like, yeah. where's my heart? Where do I need to be pumped up? Yeah. Where do I need to be deflated? Like, <laughs> give me what I need to play my best game today. Yeah. Because, I mean, he needs to call the shots. Yeah. And it, it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like this hour long thing, like even just sitting still in his presence mm-hmm. and just acknowledging acknowledging him in the morning like when you wake up like before you pick up your phone Mm -hmm. just saying like as simple as like good morning lord like right and even if you know on the way to work it's just turning on a few worship songs like before you walk into your workplace like it will totally transform and just like traject your day you know like guide every detail of your day so I think that's one thing that was such an important thing I learned at Liberty um, is just that discipline of yeah. of s- dedicating that first to the Lord. It's the first fruits. Yeah, that's what absolutely. I mean. In tithing and our finances, yeah, or like with our time and our day, yeah, it's also important. And I, <laughs> this happens to me often. But like if I don't center myself first, chances are I'll see a text or I'll see an email or I'll see something on the news that'll just bug me. Yeah, and then my heart's not in the right place to be able to handle it with grace, and then right. the rest of my day is kind of destroyed. Right, so I'm like, that's well, so true. There's that. Yeah, and then I try <laughs> to get in the word, and it's like shifting from first third gear without a clutch. Yes. I'm like, well, this is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, we're like all okay. guilty of we're, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everything else, the rest of the day is just kind of weird and off and funky. Yeah, and then. Something that I think is really cool about you specifically is, and you mentioned it before, but you love to sing. Yes. You love to pe- lead people in worship, which I think is why you're so incredible at the chapel experience director. Yeah. But then also, so fun, you toured with Liberty and did all these other amazing things. What does music mean to you? Like how, I just, everyone kind of has a different way that they experience the Lord. Like mm-hmm. some people, it's in nature. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like you and I can kind of bond over the fact that like we love music yeah he shows up in music for me yeah so often yeah I think like you already said that is the biggest thing for me is like I feel closest to the Lord through music mm-hmm. um and especially worship there is nothing like it like it's amazing how when you just walk into a worship experience and the music begins to play how there can be a total shift in the atmosphere and a total shift in your own heart and um I've heard it said that worship is warfare. So my role as a worship leader is I'm waging war for people as I'm on that platform. So I that's how I see worship is like I have the honor of being a worship leader. So that means, you know, I'm on the platform getting to lead people to work into worship. Um, so as I'm up there on the platform and as our team is up there, like we choose that we're going to like wage war for people. So as we're singing things like Jesus, you're greater. Yeah. 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 We're declaring it over people's situations. And, um, I think that's my favorite part is just on behalf of people like speaking in faith that they're going to get through whatever they're going to get to it's good or get go through and we have the honor of doing it through music which is just an amazing thing mm-hmm. to get to be a part of um you might know but the song nothing else yes Who is that by? it's by cody carnes it's there one of go. my favorite right now me too it's so good there's this one line that says i'm sorry when i've just gone through the motions yeah which 
is amazing to me yes. because music or worship has for a lot of my life worship was music instead of opposite music mm. is worship yeah and it was hard for me to see or experience the lord in anything else besides music because like a tune had to be playing or words had to be sung in order for me to experience him yeah and instead of reversing it and realizing like no um all not all music is worship and not all worship is music yeah so like you're leading people through a really cool way of i don't know it's just more about music yeah. you know what i mean yeah and it's that you can use that gift yeah to, like you said wage war yeah and almost open up a whole new can of worms to the enemy right than just singing something yeah you know and i i really like you've probably heard it said but worship is a lifestyle and mm-hmm. like every we all have different gifts that's what i love so much about like the body of christ is like we're all good at something like yeah. no matter who you are you have a like a niche for something mm-hmm. and whatever that is like you can use that as worship like I've been gifted with the gift of music and singing. So that's like a big portion of the way I worship. But Mm -hmm. even in your like eight to five job, like the way that you serve people can be considered worship. And really, honestly, worship is just like having a grateful heart for who God is and what he's done. And I love Psalm 100 where it says, um, enter his praise with thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and the message version says um the password to god's presence is thank you and so when we have that mentality of like our life is worship like what everything that we put our hands to is worship that flow like out of that flows gratitude and thank thanksgiving for everything that Mm -hmm. god's ever brought you or blessed you with like no matter what season of life you are like you're you find in. Yourself in yeah. yeah like if you're going through a really tough season or if you're on top of a mountain like when you're able to worship through thanksgiving and just like simply thanking the lord like thank yeah. you for this season even though it's tough i'm gonna thank you through it because i know you have a plan mm-hmm. greater than anything like we could ever imagine and so I think that's just my favorite part about worship is yes it yes it is warfare but also personally like it's just a way for us to thank like thank the Lord yeah. and just like live a life of thanksgiving. And it's a discipline. Yeah, it really like is. It's like you I mean I've heard discipline creates habit, habit creates yeah. craving and craving creates desire. Yeah. So it's like if you don't first like have that as a reaction rather than all the other reactions we could turn to. Yeah. And like it's going to be really hard to write yourself in this desire to praise the Lord. And worship to me is almost turning the spotlight off of myself onto him. Yes. Being like, this is not about me coming through or me fixing this or me getting praise. This is about, I could never have done this and I can't do this. Yeah. Unless you come through for me. Um, And I think worship is also, yes, it's a one-on-one thing, but it also acts as a testimony for people that might know your story or see what you're going through. Mm-hmm. If you have been obedient in sharing mm-hmm. that with other people, it can almost be like, hey, okay, if she can react in this way with worship, then so can I, whatever yeah. mine looks like too. Yeah. And so you being a worship leader is awesome because you get to set that example. Yeah, it's it's a true honor. And I think when we worship too, 
like our problems when we begin to worship like our problems that look so big Mm -hmm. become so small because our god becomes bigger like it's literally like a reverse effect like when we're able to worship and just like fully surrender everything to the lord our our problems that seem so big become Mm -hmm. so so small yeah 100 percent and I've heard someone say this too of um, stop telling God how big your problems are. Start telling your problems how big your God is. Oh, wow. That's so good. Yeah. Similar, similar principle. Yeah. I oh, love that. I love that. Yeah. Dang. What else do you feel like the Lord's put on your heart recently? I Something really, you're walking through. Yeah. Um, I think right now that Thanksgiving mentality is like wrecking me. Like, I feel a lot of times in our our world right now, like, we can be so entitled to so many things. Mm -hmm. Um, And our world just through social media, which is such a blessing, like, that social media, I think, sometimes gets a bad rep. But it's if you use it for the right reasons and you use it as a platform Mm -hmm. to point people to Jesus, it's actually amazing. It's a tool. Um, but I think a lot of times Satan has twisted it to become very inward focused. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think like our generation right now kind of struggles with entitlement. I mean, I struggle with it. We all struggle with it. And like the opposite of entitlement is Thanksgiving. And so I think that's the big thing that I've been just, just learning right now is like every, every day just being so grateful mm-hmm. for a house like a roof over our head or like the small things in life that mm-hmm. seem yeah. so mundane or normal like because they've been provided over and over again right. you just forget that they've been provided this yeah whole time. yeah and yeah. it's amazing how like your attitude can completely shift like if you're having say you just like wake up I, I had one of those days the other day where I just like woke up just like mad I was like I don't yeah like why am I mad right now (laughs) um but the moment that I began to like think about how the Lord's blessed me even just in um like Daniel my husband like God bringing him to me or whatever in my job like the moment I began to reflect on the things that he's given me and like the moment I was able to just say thank you Mm -hmm. like my attitude completely shifted and so I think that's a big thing right now that the Lord's been teaching me it's just like thank you yeah yeah I love that the password to his presence is thank you yeah isn't that powerful so I mean it's like such a it's such a obviously like we say it probably a couple times a day but like when you can have the power when you can connect the power behind it like it's amazing. It means the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's so not about us. Like, I mean, God is all, like I said, like God's given us each a gift, like a mm-hmm. specific purpose. Like each one of us has a purpose mm-hmm. on this earth. Like whether you believe it. Yeah. You have a mission to accomplish. Yeah. That no one else we can accomplish. all do. And I love that every person's journey is going to look different. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, like, it's not about us. Like it's about fulfilling like the great commission it's about serving people and when you can have that that mentality like it is amazing how god is gonna bless you bless Mm -hmm. your everything that you put your hands to right yeah and it's whenever we recognize that um it's not about us by any means but it is our responsibility but yeah if we decide not to be obedient or not to follow through or do what he's calling us to do, he'll find someone else yeah 
Because yeah. mission's got to be accomplished yeah, whether exactly. Becca and Rachel get it done or not. Yeah, you know? exactly. And a lot of times if I don't show up in obedience and someone else misses out. Yeah. It's like if I don't take the first step or reach out or whatever it looks like, be obedient in my, no way, my, my own way, then I don't set up the opportunity for someone else to be yeah. obedient and receive blessing too. Yeah. Realizing like we're a body, which means that if my hand doesn't move, my mouth doesn't get fed. Right. You know? And right. Then everything is malnourished. Yeah. So I love everyone's got a gift, like, and we hear all the time, but I really hope it makes a connection for someone's heart to their mind and saying, no, I have a purpose, yes. which means that I got to start moving. Yeah. Like there's something waiting for me or waiting to happen until I make a move. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so good. I, I would just encourage anybody that's listening today, like if God has put something specific on your heart, like there are blessings on the other side of obedience. And mm-hmm. even though it might seem scary or your dream might seem too big, like just go for it because it is so worth it. Like yeah. it's, it's not worth it not going for it, you know, because there's so many blessings on the other side of your obedience. Pastor Chris, our pastor at church one time said, um, we hear this verse often that he gives us the desires of our heart, which Mm -hmm. I've always interpreted as he's going to give me what I want. (laughs) And it's not true. It just means that like any desire that you have or any longing in your heart or any dream that you've dreamt up, it's actually not you dreaming it. It's actually something that's been placed there on purpose. And it's I mean, it's a seed that's been planted, but yeah. rarely ever do we reap the same harvest that was sowed the same day. Right. It's like, you don't plant a seed and then see a pumpkin. Like, you yeah. have to wait. You have to plant the seed in July and see the pumpkin in September, October, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's like, so good. So also know that your obedience and those blessings, like, it may take a few months, a few years, or a few decades to see them work out yeah. or happen, but you have – that's the faith, right? It's like, right. no, I believe that this was on purpose and that me – Feeling this promise or me walking this out is going to fulfill a promise yeah. one day that he's made to me. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it looks like getting up on stage, holding a microphone, declaring it for people. And yeah. sometimes it looks like having people in your at home office to share their story on a yeah. podcast, whatever it looks like. Like, please walk through with that obedience because someone else is going to miss out on that story or yeah. that declaration or that hope. Yes, yeah. you open your mouth and say so. Yeah. And I think a lot of times um, fear can get in the way. Like I think mm-hmm. fear is a big thing that I personally have struggled with in my own life. Yeah. Um, and it's held me back from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So when we're able to just like fully surrender to the Lord and be like, I literally cannot do this thing that you've put my heart without you. Like he is going to come through in every area like he's gonna conquer all of that fear and I think that was a big thing even for me like worship leading I knew was I knew that was what God was calling me to do and I knew that was going to be a big part of my life but I actually didn't start leading worship until like the end of my high school years Mm -hmm. um, because I let fear hold me back and like looking back at my story I I so wish I would have stepped out earlier. Um, but like, I, I know that God, it, you know, he works all things for good. And I've been able to encourage other girls that have been walking through fear yeah. through different scenarios of like, just, just step out, like do it. Yeah. Just do it. Because I lived a lot of my life in fear of something I 
absolutely knew that God had put on my heart to do. So what held you back? Like, what were you fearful of? Do you think, because I feel like there's a lot of types of fears. Was it more yeah. of like a fear of what people think, the fear of feeling, the fear of what? Have you Yeah, I think, it? I think it was honestly like the fear of failing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think being a six on the Enneagram, like <laughs> I want to always like please people, like want to put my best foot forward, like always put the best version of myself out there. And yeah. I think that the fear of what other people may think really, really got in the way of me experiencing like all that God, God had had for me in mm-hmm. some of those seasons. Um, so yeah, I think just the fear of failure was the big wow. thing. Yeah. I can relate. <laughs> even yeah. as a three like yeah. not even a six but as a three on the Enneagram I'm yeah. like oh gosh like what if people assume this about me because I think my biggest fear is be- being misunderstood yeah so I'm like I would hate for someone to misunderstand what I meant by saying that or I hope I don't confuse someone by saying this or oh gosh like I don't want people to think that I'm feeling the right. blank because that's really not who I am and um that can entangle me and um I've leaned on this for a long time. Like fear is faith in the wrong direction. Mm. Like they're the same thing. It's just one's in health and one's in distress. It's like one is I'm going to move in a direction of knowing I can't do it. And 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 fear is saying I'm going to move in a direction that believing that I could totally mess this up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I 100% relate. I don't even think that's an Enneagram thing. I think that's just a human fleshly thing. I mean, yeah. And I love the scripture um, in Timothy where it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound sound mind. mind. And like fear does not come from God. Mm -hmm. And I think when we're able to recognize that, like that's when we're able to overcome it like it's it's a choice like Mm -hmm. to overcome fear like any fearful thought that I this was not something that came easy to me but I had to remember that like we can take captive every negative and fearful thought that comes our way and we're Um, called to yeah we're called to exactly so um like it fear literally does not come from the Lord so whenever we have those thoughts of oh, I'm not good enough, or oh, like, I don't have the resources to pull off this big dream that I have. Like, if you're able to capture that thought and replace it with what mm-hmm. God says about you and, like, the promises that come from his word, um, then, like, nothing's going to hold you back. Yeah, and it kind of circles around to this idea of it's not about you. Yeah. Like, and so what if you fail? He's still going to show up in every single way he ever intended. Yeah. Even if you fall straight on your face and you look right. like an idiot, like yeah. you still are going to be victorious, <laughs> right. right? So there's like nothing to lose. The battle's right. been won. Yeah. So absolutely. go for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just not about you. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's something I feel like Thomas and I have learned in his little, um, not little, excuse me, his very large journey yes. to become a pilot and now ending up in the military. We're learning like there's no way we should be where we are because one, we didn't think we'd sign up for it really Two, when we decided we were going to sign up for this kind of seemed too big of a thing for us. And it turned into a five-year plan and here we are, it's been a year and a half, you know, and things like that, that I'm like, I'm so thankful we stepped out on a limb or made a larger jump than Rachel and Thomas could accomplish together. Mm -hmm. Because now when people ask how or why, who know that it should never have happened, like even men in the military that are like, this position, like, it doesn't really make much sense, you know, for this to happen or for it to work out that way. The only excuse we have is not really even an excuse. It's just gratefulness of being able to say it, it wasn't up to us. Yeah. Like, 
our God moved in a mighty way and opened up doors that were completely locked and no one had the key to because they were his to belong with anyway. So it's just easier to give God credit where credit is due. Yeah. When you take a leap that you can't take credit for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love your story because it's so similar to mine as well. I'm originally from Orlando, Florida, and then um, went to Virginia to go to school. And that's where I met Daniel, my husband. And long story short, through an internship, the Lord led me to Birmingham. And isn't it awesome? It's amazing. I I feel like Birmingham is like so underrated. I know. It's the cutest little city. We have the best food here. We truly do. I mean, I joke. I'm like, you could eat a different meal at a different restaurant for an entire year and still not eat every it's year. It's so true. Like, yeah. everything is so good Why here. wasn't that our first pick, Becca? <laughs> like, why? Someone's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, yeah. I don't care as long as I'm in Birmingham. Right. Had I had known, I would have right. been here sooner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I honestly thought Birmingham was going to be, like, more southern and, like, country yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, But it's so cool. It's hip. It's It's so hip. I love it. I love it. So you ended here because of the internship. Yeah. So um, it's coming up. It's crazy. I'm coming up on three years of living here in Birmingham. So my husband and I got married a year and a half ago. He moved to Birmingham here um, to come on staff with Church of the Highlands. And that's where uh, I work as well. And so... Yeah, it was a big leap of faith for us to move here to Birmingham. We have no family here. His family's in Virginia, mine's in Florida. And so I love how our stories are similar. Like, yeah, we were, when we were called here, like, there was so much peace. It was almost, I explain it, like, there was supernatural peace to the point where people are like, why are you moving there? Like, you don't know anyone there, mm-hmm. you know, like, things aren't completely set in stone of right. your job and all of that stuff. Like, why are you moving there? And I literally couldn't explain it except the fact that it was the Lord. It was mm-hmm. a supernatural piece that I couldn't shake. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way before, but yeah. I was like, it's not an option. Yeah. Like this yeah. is not a should I or shouldn't. This yeah. is a will I and when am I going yeah, to. Yeah. And I think like we all go through seasons of, of life where we know we might be called to something and Maybe like our family, our friends don't understand maybe why we're making that specific yeah. leap of faith. Um, but if like, if the Lord has called you to it, like. He covers all the bases. Right. Yeah. And God's been so faithful through it. Like we've made so many life lasting friendships here. Um, God has like really done a work in both of our hearts here. And we've risen to new levels of like leadership in our own life. And I don't think we wouldn't. I know we wouldn't have risen to where we are now or like been the been the people that we are now without like yeah. stepping out even though it was so scary like there were so many fears so many insecurities so many people saying like this this isn't the right decision but we knew without a shadow of a doubt that we were supposed to be here in Birmingham and now we're getting to be a part of something here at Highlands that um, is so much bigger than ourselves. Like we, we can't believe we're a part of it. I feel like there's, um, the story of Jonah and the belly of the whale. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, God called him to Nineveh and he said, heck to the no, like absolutely not, not me, got the wrong guy. And so he ran the opposite direction, went on a ship, got spit out into the ocean, swallowed by a whale and then (laughs) spit back out in Nineveh. You know, it's like, we're going to end up where we belong, where we've been called to, whether, 
we choose the easiest or the hardest route. Right. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. They're like, Becca, you're going to get to Birmingham <laughs> yeah. whether it happened now or, like, when you decide to retire. You know, right. it's like, we were supposed to be here. Yeah. I'm just thankful that we said yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this was so good for my soul. Yes. I, oh my gosh. I've just been needing to hear that message of it's not about me for the longest time. And I'm sure, and I hope, I pray, <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, gosh, thanks for bringing this just spirit of humility and grace and yeah inviting us into your little presence thank you so Uh, much it was such an honor like i i hope that what i said today was clear and that somebody can just take one thing to like practically put in their life yeah i'm sure they have yay (laughs) okay one thing we do ask before everyone goes what are you loving these days? And I'm sure you have a lot, but what are some things you're like, okay, people have to know about this or else I have done them a disservice. Oh, that's a great question. Like anything. anything. Like, I mean, it can be a book, a song, a product, uh, like a restaurant, like anything that you feel like you have to share with people. Okay. So one thing that I've learned that I can't live without it's super random but I have like naturally really thick hair Mm -hmm. and I love volume so I'm originally I was born in Texas so I blame it (laughs) on my Texas roots like for big hair and I found this um powdery stuff called it's it's the big sexy brand um and I use it it's called powder play play. yes well I'm not using it it now so don't judge me lol but no it has literally changed the game for my hair so if you are like struggling with volume with your hair I tease my hair a lot too that's like one thing that you I go, do. girl. That's probably not healthy for my hair, but it's worth the volume. It looks good. Thank That's you. That's all that matters. <laughs> Thank you. So this powder play stuff is so fun. I just it recently learned about it, and you just, like, kind of sprinkle it in the roots of your hair, and you just, like – run your fingers through it and it adds so much texture to your hair. So that's like one thing that I can't live the without The first thing now. I used it though, I have to tell you a funny story. I was going on an anniversary date with Thomas like two years ago and was using powder play. Okay. And I used it more like dry shampoo. So like oh, my hair yeah. wasn't clean. Oh yeah. And then I put a little too much in. Yeah. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. It yes. literally felt like there was – I mean, glue in my hair. I will I say, like, this is yeah. But, but that was my first experience, and then I hated on it for like three months. Okay. So I was like, no, 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 no. I've circled back around. It's now my new thing. Yes. I it, love it. I will say it does make your hair feel a little sticky. little goes a long a way. Little, careful, careful. Yes, that's a yeah. great tip. A little goes a long <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, it just like adds so much volume. It really does. And I love it. I'm glad so, you're loving it too. Yeah, I was wondering, fun. I was like, does anyone else use this even? I have like the travel size. Yes. The teeny tiny I, one. I have the big one, but I need to get a travel size when we go that's to nice. town. Yeah. yeah. Or just to throw it in my purse. Okay. So that's one you thing. You heard I can't it here first, without. people. How to play. I love it. I you're love gonna, it. Okay. Where can people find you online if they're like, okay, have to be friends with this chick. Where do they find you? So my Instagram handle is Becca Gage Patty. Cool. We'll link it in our show notes along with Powder Play. And then they can see how it works because hair is fab. Oh, yes. You got to have that volume. Must have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Becca, so much for being here. Thank you so much, Rachel. This has been a blast. Thank you. It's been such an honor. So fun. 
you are ever in Birmingham, Alabama, I highly recommend heading to the Grandview campus of Church of the Highlands to see Becca in person lead some worship with her husband, Daniel. Seriously, they move mountains with the ways that they lead others and usher them into the presence of the Lord. Her gift is music, absolutely hands down. To be able to experience that has been a treasure. So if you ever have the opportunity, highly recommend it. But for real, how good was this conversation with Becca on worship and excellence and praise and all the things? I am walking away uplifted, excited, motivated, and ready to get my praise on. You know what I mean? If you are loving today's episode with Becca and any other episode that you've been listening to, I have two favors to ask of you. One, would you share it with a friend? I'm sure if you're like me, sometimes you listen to podcast episodes and you often think of, oh wow, so-and-so would really love to hear this. Or, oh my gosh, we were just talking about this at coffee the other day or something like that. So if that's you and you've had that thought and you think someone else should hear the episode, I would love for you to share it with them. Or maybe that's just your audience online. Go ahead and screenshot the episode that you're loving. Maybe it's this one. Share it on Instagram and make sure to tag us so that we can cheer alongside of you and thank you so much for all of the sharing you're doing. Second favor is if you're loving this podcast and these episodes, please leave us a review. Reviews help a ton get the word out about Behind the Bliss and what we are trying to do around here. But more than that, it gives us an idea of what you're loving, what you're not loving, what you want to hear more of, all of the things. So all you have to do is head over to Apple Podcasts click a certain rating, leave a review if you want to. It could be a sentence or a paragraph. Y'all, it's so easy, but it helps us out a ton. So I'm only asking because it means the world to us. Everything we mentioned, all the songs that we talked about and more is linked at our show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com. If you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen that we are booked out until November. That means we have tons of amazing episodes we're bringing you every Wednesday. To make sure you don't miss one or if we ever posted a bonus or a mini episode or anything in between Wednesdays, you will know and you'll be the first to know with a notification on your phone. So simply click subscribe in the podcast app or follow us on any other podcast platform like Stitcher, Spotify, all the things that you can be included as well. So we love you. We are so thankful for you and we will see you next week.